Hi, and welcome to this episode of The RPG Show. Now, this is... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hit that. This is a special bonus episode. Uh, we're not going to throw out all the frills and uh, and whatnot like we would for a normal episode, because we're just going to sit here and we're going to talk about... Uh, Essentially, this is a ginormous tips and tricks segment for Final Fantasy VII. We're going to cover the mini games, missable items, and some tips for uh, particularly difficult things in the game. I don't really know how to describe it. But uh, in the same vein as our um, Stars of Destiny episode, this is just sort of extra content. It's more of us just kind of explaining and going through things, so it's it's less... Um, Less opinion, more just rattling off facts. So if that's not your deal, then catch you next time. But I certainly hope it is. Uh, our Stars of Destiny episodes tend to be pretty popular, so we figure we just keep up the trend. So first off, we'll go through the mini games. We'll have them here listed in order once you come across them. Some of them you only do once, and you never touch again. Uh, other ones are accessible through the gold saucer or are just plain repeatable. So, um, first off, we get the nice little squat minigame when we're trying to get the wig from uh, Beautiful Bro. Uh, I've never actually fucked up this minigame, even like the first time playing the game. I don't really understand how you do bad at this minigame. Uh, you're just not good at pressing buttons, I guess. Because um, I guess if you try to get too far ahead of yourself, like you try to go too fast, you could fuck it up. But as soon as you find a little rhythm, like, and just keep it up, like, you won't have any problems. So, I mean. The worst thing is like you mess up and then like the you feel like the NPC is going faster so you panic a little bit. Yeah. But just don't panic. He'll mess up at least two or three times. I think it's random, but it's always two or three times. So if you just mess up once and you just keep your pace, you'll beat him. Like it's not even a thing. So um but that's a quick little mini game. We move on. I mean, the, we said it in the review like there are some of these that feel like are just kind of are like cool additions to the story while others are weird and kind of feel out of place. Um one that does not feel out of place is the fucking G-bike. That thing's awesome. Um It's great like the first time you get to it, like when it's not the mini game per se cuz it's part of the story. You're freaking out. You're like, "What the hell am I doing?" Like, I got my allies' life bars here. They're going down every time I get hit. Like, these things are moving so fast. What's going on? And you play it again, and you play it again, and it's just addicting. Well, it's like, Barrett's got a fucking gun, bro. Just shoot some of these motorcycles for me. I gotta really appreciate that. That's a good point. There are a number of times in which uh, his gun provides a major sort of why the fuck isn't this happening? Like when President Shinra is standing right in front of you accosting you and Barrett has an armed weapon that is on his arm. So, I mean, just shoot the fucker in the face and move on with life, right? Right. But anywho, <laughs> uh, G-Bike's pretty awesome. You do get to revisit that later in Gold Saucer. There are some prizes for it. It's not a... I mean, it, it can make you some GP, but it's not, you know, crazy, crazy times. It's not as time effective as other things. Yeah. Um, next up is the Fort Condor battles. Uh, how did you feel about these? I kind of really like them. Um, I like, I like playing them. I do not like having to backtrack across the goddamn map every single time there's one available. Yeah, I wish there was a quick a quick travel way to like, get there. Yeah, the worst defender is like you're all the way up on the icicle in the thing place, and then you have to backtrack through literally everything. They just spent like the last two hours doing to get back to Fort Condor for like this five minute battle for some like prize you don't even really need. Yes, some of the prizes are kind of kind of shitty. Um, like I think the first couple ones that you return to, like after you do Costa de Sol and like Coral, are kind of worth it. I think there's like a double growth uh, weapon for. Yeah, I always just go up until I get the weapon for Yuffie, and then I never do it again. Yeah, and that's 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 about it. Um, but I mean, I think it's, it's, it's cool. It's unbearably slow. It's one of those cases where the three X speed really comes in handy. Cause some of the, just, it just, Oh God, they move so slow. One uh, of the neat tricks you can do is you just put down the cheap, like some cheap dudes, like a cheap dude first at the first line. You start the mission, then you pause it, you go down or you just scroll down to the yeah, next it, available it, thing. You put another dude down, you put another dude down. And then if you get to the bottom, you just put dudes there, and as soon as you kill all the enemies, you win. So you can finish it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, next up is my favorite CPR minigame. 
makes no sense. I don't know why it's there. We said that in the main show. It's kind of dumb. Like, he holds a superhuman amount of air in. Like, if anything, he wouldn't bring her back to life. He would collapse her lung by blowing that much air directly into her mouth. And he doesn't do any compressions. Nope. He just kind of like, like, fucking 12 times and then blows. Yeah, that's basically If you fuck up, you fuck up on the last thing, he just lets all the air go. Yep. Like, you can't hold it. So, at least you can't lose that one, I don't Mm -hmm. think. That'd be fucking hilarious. Like, chick dies. It's like, game over. Oh, that would be great, though, wouldn't it? You suck at this. Uh, there's no, I don't really... I think I just wait for it to hit the edge of the purple area and just go for it. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it takes one more breath, but you'll never you'll never hold it a second too long and miss it. So, I just figure I'd, I'd rather have to spend one more breath than miss an entire one. Yeah. Well, that's always terrible. Um... Uh, next up is when you get into Junin and you are uh, you're on TV. You're trying to match the formation of the uh, the marching guys. I always I never I always do so bad at this. Like I don't think like I think the one time I did passable, like I kind of just stood in place for a minute and then ran off the screen and like what is that kid doing? But I got like a fifty. Whereas every time I try to actually march in line, like they're moving too fast. It it's like a five second mini game. Like you're in line for five seconds. You, you can only do like two or three moves and you don't have enough time to react to anything. Nope. But it's funny when you do terrible because they're like, oh man, you ruined it. Send that guy a bomb and you get a grenade. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, next up is the uh, like squad formation thing where you're standing in front of, it's basically just Dance Dance Revolution Parappa the Rapper kind of crap where you're just hitting the button when they shout it out. It's pretty hard to mess up. You get a pretty cool. I think you get some pretty cool rewards for it. If I'm not mistaken, it's like you get like a, a sword or something like the Force Stealer. I think maybe. Yeah, but if you do like moderate, like you do like a ninety to a hundred or something like that, you can get an HP plus, which is much more worth it than the weapon. Uh, I guess. I mean, what is it? It's the best weapon until Cosmo Canyon, and it, and it's double and it's double growth. I mean the HP like the HP pluses. I just I can get I have those like candy later on by the time I really need them. So I mean I don't really think that's worth it. But at the, I feel like the point in time you can get it, it is more expensive than the force dealer, and the amount of AP you'd legit be getting at that point in time is it going to be enough to actually make a big difference in the growth of your materia? So I guess it's just personal preference. Would you rather save GP or Jill? And get an HP thingamajigger, or get a. I mean, I generally, I generally don't even buy an HP plus or MP plus until late disc two or disc three when mobs are giving me two hundred and forty, three hundred AP per fight. So I mean, because it, it's just ten percent, and ten percent that early in the game is isn't isn't anything to to write home about either. You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you have? Like twelve hundred health. So what do you get? An extra hundred health, and the AP. Uh, on HP pluses is so high, it'll be a long time before it, it levels up to the 20% or even 30%. I guess so, but I don't ever buy more than one copy of material. So oh, I, don't, I, uh, I don't have too many at that point in time, so it's just another one to put in a slot. Well, I generally just, I go buy one for each character and then head over to like North Crater or outside Medeal, depending how far I am, and just grind them up. So, I mean... It's just, I don't know. Whatever, it's each their own. Um, next up is, this is finally when we get to Gold Saucer. There's quite a bit in the Wonder Square Gold Saucer. So uh, first up is Super Dunk. Apparently it's one of the fastest ways to gain uh, GP outside of like Chocobo Racing. But uh, I'm terrible at it. So uh, there's I, I've tried, I'd sat there for like an hour, like just software sitting Every time I lost all my Jill trying to get the damn points for the freaking lifetime pass, and I, I used a metronome. I did every tip and trick that anybody could say. Like as soon as the ball passes the spike of his hair, let go of the button or whatever. No, just no. Nothing helped. I mean, I would have liked to have an XP plus uh, experience plus that early. That'd be nice. Anyway. Um... Super Dunk, then you have the arm wrestling game, which is just basically mashing buttons. Like, it's not anything too difficult, but uh, it's not really that rewarding either, I don't think. 
Uh, I don't know. I, I think I played it once and I was like, all right, I get the gist of it. Um, then you have the, uh, you go into the next room and there's a giant boxing game in the center, which is incredibly imbalanced. Like, I think it's pretty much impossible to win. Um, if, I think I read somewhere that if, even if you get to the fifth round, you fight this invisible guy you can't hurt. Yeah. And so it's impossible. It's possible to win the game. Uh, now, your best source of, if you need a boost of GP early in the game when you first get to Gold Saucers, the best bet is to go play a little Mog mini game where you basically just listen to him talk about being sad and he wants a girlfriend and you feed him Koopo nuts until he burps and stands upright and then stop feeding him Koopo nuts. You do it twice until he'll, he'll fly around twice and then you talk to the guy that's right next to the machine and he's like, oh, you figured it out. I'm impressed. And he'll give you I want to say it's like 100, 200 um, GP. Hell no. It's not that much. It's like 10 or 15. No, it's it's a lot early on. No, it's not, man. I, I can swear it is. I swear it is. I'm pretty sure it's only like 10. I think. I don't know. We have ways to find out. Let's see here. Let's see here. No, 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 no. I'm consulting the handy-dandy guide here. Let's see. No, no, no. That's not where I'm at. Well, then I will consult the handy dandy Google. Yeah, handy dandy Google. Yeah. I completely forgot about the shooting coaster. Fuck, I didn't even put that on the list. Oh. 30. It's, a, it's, 30? it's 30? Okay, I knew it was low, but... Hey, 30 is plenty. That's enough to save on. It's not 100. Whatever. It's... it's whatever. All right. Uh, then... I think that's it in the... Yep, yep, yep. Then you have the speed coaster, which I broke. I only played the once this time because I was afraid of breaking the game again. So, but uh, I used to play it all the time. Like I used to think uh, you could get decent GP from it, if I remember correctly. It's been so long since I've actually played the speed rail. Um, to be honest with you, uh, I don't remember the speed rail actually giving GP. I think you spend GP and you get some item. Maybe. I don't. And... Like I said, I don't remember. It's been a long time since I played it. And the fixing the glitch was just you have to change your system date back to like the date of release. That's that's, that's a lot. I'll pass. <laughs> um, it's not that spectacular. It's I mean it's it handles kind of crappy. It's it's pretty difficult. So it's not it's not that great of a mini game. It'd be all right as a light gun game. What? It'd be all right as a light gun game, like an arcade. Yeah. But. No. I w- I think that would be cool. Um. Then you have Chocobo Racing, of course, which is. Uh, I I enjoy it. I guess I mean as a way to earn uh, GP and really cool rewards. Like functionally, it's basically can you hold circle until the red bar gets low, wait for it to charge up to at least halfway or, or whatever, and then dash again and then rinse and repeat. And if your chocobo has a good enough stat, you win. I mean, that's if you're doing it because you basically if you have a good chocobo, then getting through C, B, and A rank, you can basically just leave it on auto. And let them win. So I mean, it's the easiest mini game to win by not playing, I guess. Yeah. Um. Then we have the battle arena, uh, which is I end up spending a lot of time there in game, earning clouds, uh, final limit break, and uh, W summon. So uh, combine the two on disc three requires something like ninety six thousand battle arena points. Um. So, it basically, it's a one-on-one fight. After each fight, um, you roll a roulette, and it uh, impairs you in some way. Sometimes you get lucky, or um, and it'll heal you, or you'll get, you know, lucky sevens, and nothing happens. But um, with the exception, like the heal, like the heal is good, but it also doesn't increase your battle arena points. So like you're not because it's like cumulative and exponential. So um, like early on if you're getting really shitty um things happening to you by the end of it you can earn way more than if early on you you got healed twice and had a seven like uh, by the end of it you really won't be getting that many battle arena points for winning um there's not a whole lot of tips i can give you just make one guy as self-sufficient as possible generally cloud a lot of counters uh, a lot of added effects on attacks because stuff will get your it'll break your material it'll break your weapon it'll break your armor so you need backups you kind of have to be a jack of all trades to, to consistently win the Just battle have a ribbon equipped. um but you can break the accessory yeah 
which happens a lot when you have a ribbon equip it feels like the break accessory is almost is feels like it's on every other goddamn roulette half the time so i mean it is it is what it is or if you're on ps4 you can abuse god mode and not to worry about anything um, the next mini game is not really a mini game, um, but I consider it a mini game. It's the uh, the Bone Village excavation site. Um, now I, I've never had to confirm this because I've never really missed a lot of the missable stuff. But apparently, some of the missable summons, um, if you dig here later looking for, is it good or excellent treasure? One of the two, um, you can unearth them. You have a rare chance to unearth like bah- Neo Bahamut or Bahamut, um, well, not Bahamut Zero, but Neo Bahamut or like Alexander or Gjada or um, stuff that like the missable ones. Um, yeah, there's Phoenix you can get, Bahamut Zero, and W item. Okay, there you go, like a few of them. Um, next mini game is the snowboarding mini game. I love it, but I'm terrible at it because you get to go in so fast, you slam into so much shit. It's so hard to control. Uh, I used to be really good at it, but now I am not anymore. It took me like five minutes to make it down the cliff the first time they make you do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Like it's 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 fun, but it's not something that's fun after the first couple times you do it. Oh, I used to spend so much so much time in the in the uh, wonder square just snowboarding because you could like if you have sit or tifa in your party same with chocobo racing if you have sit or tifa in your party they'll randomly say hey let me do it and you can snowboard or chocobo races tifa or, or sid so um sid's funny when he crashes because he gets up and he kind of like does the head shake that cloud does but he's much more like fuck this shit kind of looking um then we have the submarine minigame, which is probably out of the um, major plot point minigames. It's probably my least favorite. Um, I think the only trick to it is mastering the controls because they set the controls up wonky just to make it difficult. Like, Because if the controls were actually intuitive, then it would be super easy. So um, I don't know. What do you think about the submarine minigame? Um, I think it's the most reliable and efficient way to make GP. So once you master it, it's just the process just sticking with it for a while. Really? I think Chocobo Racing gets you more GP than Submarine does. Yeah, but the setup for Chocobo Racing is much more involved. Yeah, I guess. I get to see if you're not going to sit there and breed Chocobos, then I would, I can, I can see that. Okay. Um, why don't you go through some missable items for me, Nick? Sure. Um, so overall, there are, depending on how stringent, I guess, or strict you are about your definition of missable, uh, there's about 52 items that can be considered like missable. Uh, some of them are like as stupid as like the iron bangle, like the first armor you can get in a sector weapon shop. You can't ever buy it again. So if you don't have one of those, then you can technically miss it. Uh, there's some stuff you can steal from monsters that you never encounter them again because the areas get locked up. Um, so if you don't steal them, you lose those items. Uh, you get like these key items uh, that you can lose, like the batteries. That when you collect them in the on the way up to the Shinra Tower, you, you're supposed to use them all on those fans to kind of get through. You can keep one if you really feel like it. Um, the most important stuff, though, is... Uh, materia that you can miss, uh, like you can miss all of the uh, the elemental materia, I believe, um, a bunch of the enemy skill materia, and pretty much almost every summon materia. If you don't pick it up, it's going to disappear. Um, I mean, did you want me to kind of like go through where you get some of them? I don't know. Yeah, like the like the big ones, like <laughs> what you really the, want from this, Brent. Uh, yeah, go through some of the big ones. Like some of these are kind of. Uh, kind of dumb. Like, uh, we'll start with like the first elemental materia. You get that if you, like you said, most of the elemental materia are, are missable. You get one um, from uh, guessing Domino's password in the Shinra headquarters. The other one is part of the flashback uh, elemental materia. I think that's it. Then. Um, most of the enemy skill materials are missable, with the exception of the one that you can get at the Chocobo Sage's house. So, uh, like, you pick up one after defeating uh, Hojo Sample and saving Red 13 and Eris. 
Um, there are uh, my favorite thing to do. I don't know if it's really a missable thing, but I feel like it fits here. Um, in the Shinra headquarters, you can fight, I think they're soldier third classes. Um, if you... Yeah, soldier third class. If you steal from them, you can loot a hard edge, which is essentially you're skipping um, the mithril. Like it's like a mithril something entirely. Um, it's it's an amazing statted weapon with lots of slots really early in the game. So I, I just recommend if you run into them, steal from them until you get a hard edge. Um, that actually happens quite frequently. Like when you're up in uh, the icicle caves or whatever when you fight the dragons um if you steal from them you get a dragon bangle which is, is fantastic for the next boss that's coming up yeah so there's a lot of that uh you can get the ifrit uh and ramu material are both missable um ifrit uh, after defeating Genova on the cargo ship ramu at the uh, in the chocobo racing jockey room so anytime you see uh, red material on the ground. Make sure you pick it up because it's likely that you won't be able to achieve it again. Um, added effect materia. You get that in the uh, the G cave during part of uh, Red 13's quest. There, um, that's a very useful materia. You want to make sure you have that. Um, great gospel. Okay, so uh, it is missable because the character isn't permanently in your party we'll talk about i'll co- i'll cover in detail um getting Aerith's final limit break when we get to the final limit breaks um you has a lot of like uh the neo bahamut materials in the whirlwind maze make sure you pick that up because you can't get bahamut zero without the neo bahamut and the regular bahamut um i think the regular bahamut drops after you defeat the dragon and the um in the uh, Temple of the Ancients. Ultima Materia, uh, I don't think is entirely missable, but you have to pay for it if you don't rescue Coral. Um, there's... Well, the thing with that is, if you miss the train entirely, then you can never get it. But as long as you at least get on the train, okay. then you can buy it later. Okay. Um, there are... Uh, like the big, the big, huge materia are important that you don't miss any of those because if you fail those events, you essentially miss those materia. Or if you choose not to collect the huge materia out of the rocket when you're in space, because um, these really unlock the uh, um, the master materia. So if you don't have the huge materia to go talk to with the full set, then you won't get any master materia without defeating uh, Emerald Weapons. So. There's that. Um, there are a lot of items that you need. To, anytime you fight the Turks, try and steal from them because they almost always have a good item on them that you can steal from them. So that's just a general piece of advice. When fighting Diamond Weapon, um, you can steal the Rising Sun, um, which is a weapon for Yuffie. You, uh, there are tons of missable items um, in the in the Midgar raid area. So like when you your raid on Midgar, you can miss um, multiple weapons, including the HP shouts, um, Kate's ultimate weapon. Um, shit. Like you can miss uh, Barrett's ultimate, right? By not yes. having him with you. Missing score. Missing score. You need to have him in your party, but there's a save point right before you go up the ladder to um, sister Ray. So just make sure you swap him in and out. Uh, there are plenty of missable items in the North Crater because essentially what happens is you get to an endpoint and you have to split off in two directions. So um, you need to make sure you send. So if you go left, I believe, you can explore both those paths. All right. So what I generally do, um, there is a duplication trick by sending uh, like a lot of like everybody down the path of the item that you want to duplicate. So that when you talk to them at the end, they have the item, but you can still go loot it from the path, I believe is how that works. I've never actually done the North Crater duplication trick, because by the time I make it all the way down there, I'm generally in it to win the game at that point and really don't care. Oh, Um, I didn't even uh, know about that. Yeah, it's a thing. Um, There is... uh, What was it? Like... uh, 
there are, like I said, there's plenty of stuff to miss in the North Crater. Essentially, you want to go down the left path and send everybody down the right path. That way they get everything out of there and you can get everything instead of trying to duplicate it. Um, a lot of good armor, including one of the, the missiles um, equipped equipment. Um, now... I think I mean that's basically it. There are like there are plenty of uh, secret items that aren't entirely missable. So um, Knights of the Round, you need to get a gold chocobo, which I will cover shortly. How to get a gold chocobo, um, and then like there's lots of materia for chocobos. Then. Um, Shit, where was that? I then fucking lost my place. Okay. Um, go over... Alright, so, gold chocobo. I'll just go over it and go ahead and say how to get a gold chocobo. There is a method in which you can get a gold chocobo without racing. Alright, and I'll go over that in a second. But the primary method... Um, you can race, you can do whatever... Um, it's you're kind of more at the whim of RNG, but I have a trick around that that I use. Um, but essentially, you'll want to capture um, a good or two good or a good and a great or two great whatever chocobos, and you'll want to you know race them a little bit, get them okay. Um, I think it's at least combined total of four races, and you want to breed them using a carob nut. You get these by stealing them from a big red monster outside of Bone Village. Just it's got a it's a big red dragon thing. It has a lot of HP. Steal from it and breed those bastards till you get a blue and a green of the appropriate genders that you want. Now, my best way to find to get one is essentially have a like have a stack of ninety nine uh, like cheap greens in your in your bags. Um, go outside the Chocobo Ranch and save. Then go inside, breed them, see where you're at. If you don't get what you want, reload the game. You can, uh, I think on the PS4 part, there's no way to do a soft reset. You only have a hard reset um, of the RNG. So quitting the app and reloading it. Now for, um, you can soft reset by pressing it's like L2, R2, L1, R1, start and select, and then reloading the save. We'll do a soft reset in the original version. But what I'm talking about is just do a hard reset. Um, and then you go in and you feed them greens. I generally find that multiples of five will find where they're at because it's generally like a three or four number range in there, maybe even five, in which will produce... Um, a chocobo of a color. So um, when I was looking, I generally found so like if I fed them five greens, then bred them, I would have like a green male. I think it was. If I fed them, uh, what was it like? I want to say it's like uh, twenty-five greens was like a blue male, and then it was like at fifty greens. It was a green female, like so. It it was almost every twenty or so would flop. I can't guarantee that's a consistent, but if you keep trying in periods of five, it's a lot easier than count bringing that counter up one at a time during a soft reset or like trying like feed him four greens. What do I get? Feed him five greens. What do I get? Five. I just try multiples of five. You'll run into them. It's not. It's much faster. Um, but um, there's that way. Then you get you know once you have a uh. A uh, green and a blue of opposite genders. You can breed breed those with any nut. Um, you have a fairly high chance of getting a a black chocobo, especially if it's like a um like if they they've raced a little bit and they have a little bit of experience to them. Um, you have a fairly good chance of getting a black chocobo. Then you need to breed the black chocobo with a wonderful chocobo, which you can get outside of. I want to say it's like either Medeal or um. Thysicle Lodge area, you can look up what monsters are with. I think it's like one or two bunny rabbits outside of uh, the Icicle Inn area, and the Medeal is with two of the, I want to say it's like the rolling guys. 
are the wonderful ones. You'll know when you go to move them into the stables um, what they are because they'll be like, this is a great chocobo. That's what you want. Um, now, the game decides the gender when you enter the chocobo farm and move them, not when you catch the chocobo. So save outside before you move them in and keep you know loading until you get the gender that you want. Um, then you breed the wonderful chocobo with the go- uh, the black chocobo using a zeo nut, which you steal from the goblins on Goblin Island, uh, and you, you just keep trying that so you get a gold chocobo again. My my green method will find the breed in there somewhere. That's up to you to try that. Um, I I suggest racing the wonderful chocobo to at least A class and the black chocobo to S class if you can get it there. Um, there is a way to do this without without racing or like perfectly matching the RNG. So um, what you want to do is you want to rent out all six stables. You want to go ahead and buy like 70 Karaka greens, um, one, one random nut, go out to the bone village, go ahead and steal the two carob nuts, go to the goblin Island, steal the one Zeo nut, go ahead and catch you um, a couple chocobos of wonderful quality. Okay at least one of each or at least one wonderful and one great um <clears throat> with the once you have the nuts the greens the chocobos fly back to the farm and save your game like right outside hard reset your game so close out open it back up load the game and run into the farm as fast as you can talk to chocobo billy and select moving chocobo select the great chocobo first um hopefully it'll be if you want it to be a female but the wonderful chocobo in a stable, it should be male. Save your game, hard reset again. Run to the stable again, talk to Chocobo Billy, feed one green to any chocobo. Now mate the green and the wonderful, or the great female and the wonderful male. Choose the female first and use a carob nut. You should get a blue female. Exit the, the farm, fight six random battles. Save as close to the farm as you can and hard reset once again. Get inside as fast as possible. Talk about Chocobo Billy. Feed 50 greens to any Chocobo. Mate, uh, great female and wonderful male again. Choosing the female first. Choosing your remaining carob nut. Following this guide, you should end up with a green male. Exit the farm. Fight eight random battles. Save as close. Hard reset yet again. Uh, feed five greens to any Chocobo. Mate the blue and the green. Choose the blue one first. Use a Sahara nut or whatever nut you buy. Doesn't matter. This one just lists, this guy just lists the Sahara Nut. Um, exit the farm, fight three random battles, or at least fight until you can read the Black Chocobo. It doesn't have to be three. Um, save and hard reset. Run inside, feed six greens to the Chocobo, mate the, the black female and the wonderful male. Um, yeah, wonderful male. Uh, choose the black one first, use the Zeo Nut. You should get a female gold Chocobo. It takes like this method takes like 30 minutes. You don't have to do a whole lot, except you're just manipulating the random number generator on Jokobos. So either way, there are tons of guides out there for um, the art, like the 30 minute no racing gold Jokobo. That's just one that's easily accessible. Um, but that unlocks multiple like quadra magic. I think like there's an MPHP switch and steel as well material. All things you get. A couple other things you don't want to miss out on is when you are doing the submarine in the underwater zone. Make sure you uh, there's like another chest on another platform after you. Um, I forget what happens, but there's another platform, another chest. Make sure you open it to get the Leviathan scale so that you can get one of Yuffie's weapons and oh, another materia out of the. Um, the fire caves in Wutai. All right, so a couple little extra things um, in the game. Uh, you want to cover Wutai for them, Nick? Um, I guess. Like, you can only do this with Yuffie in your party, right? All right, Wutai. Uh, after any time after you receive the tiny Bronco. If you go to the continent of Wutai, Air, uh, Yuffie does not need to be in your party. Um, but once you land, she will show up and steal all of your materia. So you basically play this run, chase, hide, and seek game with Yuffie. Um, you do some Don Corneo action. Um, save her, get her back, get your materia back. But the more important thing in Wutai is the, um, the like there's a pagoda that has a series of optional bosses in it that are one-on-one fights that you fight with Yuffie. Um you do this to unlock her final limit break 
and her um and the Leviathan summon materia. You have to comp- beat all bosses. It gives you a hefty amount of gill. Um, you can see all of uh, most of my boss fights, or at least all of these boss fights I have on our YouTube channel. Um, but it basically war- uh, boils down to keep big guard on her, have her weapon set up to something that the uh, with added effect encounter, but that effect be something that the the enemies weak against most often bio but you can get away with like a chocomog and paralyze a couple of them and just keep her healed and let her just counter attack them away that's basically the best way to beat these guys but the earlier you can do it the better because like i said it is a fuck ton of gill and leviathan's a pretty cool materia it's not super useful but it's the only source of i mean it's one of the only sources of water damage in the game um, that and Aqualong, I think, are the only two. I think it's in Magic Breath too, but I think Magic, since Magic Breath does so many types, like you're so easy just to cancel out one type with another, because you know due to resistances and stuff later in the game. Um, what's another secret area? Um, uh, after you get Cloud back from a deal, make sure you visit the basement in uh, Shinromancia and. Ne- Shinra Mansion in Nibelheim, you'll see the cutscene that I talked about in the main show about how um, Cloud ends up with the Buster Sword and Zack's uniform. Okay, so final limit breaks and ultimate weapons. Okay, we're just going to go down the list character by character and say where you get their ultimate weapon and their ultimate uh, limit break. Cloud, his ultimate weapon is uh, on disc 3. You can do it disc 2. So you can get his ultimate weapon on disc two by, because uh, uh, ultimate weapon should show up, begin to show up. But if he flies over Midgar, then that sort of uh, will halt your progress. Now, if you he'll show up right after you defeat Diamond Weapon. So after you defeat Diamond Weapon, before you fly to North Crater and set up that uh, that little. St- um, scene right there. If you begin to chase him, then you can safely fly over Midgar without triggering that scene. So if you can complete that entire round um, before flying to see the scene over North Crater after defeating uh, Diamond Weapon, then you can get Cloud's ultimate weapon, Dis Two, the end of Dis Two instead of Dis Three. Um, also, um, defeating Ultimate Weapon unlocks the Ancient Forest, which is like a puzzle place with some cool stuff in it. So. Um, Actually, go there. His ultimate weapon, Omni Slash, or ultimate weapon, ultimate uh, limit break, Omni Slash, you get from the uh, Battle Arena, 32,000 Battle Arena points. It's pretty awesome. You should get it. Uh, Aaron. You can actually get that really, really early. Yeah, you can get that disc too, as well, as long as you're good enough at the Battle Arena. Um, Aerith's final limit break. Now, this mm-hmm. one's this one's a bit more complicated. Um,. On, in the area of the first continent, between where you got like Fort Condor and Junin, there's across the river there is a little cave. Now you to get there, you're gonna have to take the buggy over to Coast of the Soul, hop on the boat, and use the buggy to cross the river to get over to the cave. Now, um, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly. I think it's the number of times you've run away has to be like um, like either 11, 22, 33, something like that. I think it's a battle spot. Has to be even. Even. Okay. There you go. Because uh, if it's odd, you get like the I think the lightning ring or something. You get a ring. I know it's you get something for it being odd. Well, um, either either way, you talk to him. Uh, let me pull that up. Where's that? At? Let's see here. I want to say it's the number of times you run away. Because that's the only reason I ever ran away in this game was to get this item. All right, here we are. All right, when you get off the river, so free. Now head north the river. Tell you how many battles you fought. Um, he wakes up. When the last two numbers of the total number of battles you fought are the same. When he does wake up, he'll give you either a lightning ring or a key item, Mithril. So you want the last two numbers to be the same, and you want them to be even. So. Um, you talk to him say you fought 113 battles all right so that means you're going to fight nine more come back when you fought 122 battles talk to him and he'll give you mithril mithril you'll then carry to the weaponsmith just like i want to say it's either north or like west of gungaga like there's a little cape 
um, there. You talk to him, he'll allow you to open one of two boxes, I want to say. It's like one of two boxes, like a little box or a big box. Yes. If you open up the little box, the big box is a gold army, you don't want that. The little one contains Great Gospel, her level four limit break. The trick is, of course, getting it to like mastering the first three levels. My routine for unlocking limit breaks in this game is uh, for unlocking the the next level. I'll put like cover on whoever I'm trying to get get to that point, take him to wherever the highest level grindable zone is. So for this, it was just outside the Temple of the Ancients. I just run around fighting shit. Um, gaining levels. There's better ways to do it. Of course, you can fight enemies that, of course, you can uh, manipulate to do high amounts of damage to somebody to get a lot of limit at one time. You can put hypers on them, which I did while I was grinding. Um, but I find just grinding in the highest available leveled zone just gives you experience, gives you more AP, gives you more gill. It just It's just better. It's more time-consuming, but still. Um, and then for the killing number of mobs, like enemy skill with Matron Magic, 8 MP, you go to the uh, Coral Mountains, you fight these little uh, it's like groups of like 6 little mushroom guys, one cast of Matron Magic kills them all every time every now and then you get um, another party of like 5, so it's like 3 mushrooms and 2 birds, one shot of Matron Magic kill them all as well, so um, you just do that it's, you know, about 10-12 battles, you'll have done enough to unlock the next tier, then go back grind a little more. And, but I'll do it for everybody in my party at the same time. So my party was like Cloud, Aerith, and Yuffie. So I would be killing little mushroom guys until everybody had unlocked the next level. Then I would go farm next Temple of Ancients until everybody unlocked the you know the second tier, and then I'd go back and forth, back and forth. So that's why I was so high going to level uh, and it is too. But it pays off. So um, you do that. Buy it, you get it. Her final weapon is in the Temple of the Ancients. It's part of the clock puzzle. It's one of the doors. We'll have her her princess guard. Um, you know, it's nothing spectacular. So, uh, Tifa, you want to do Tifa? Uh, sure. To get premium heart, her ultimate weapon, uh, you get it from the Wall Market item shop. In this tour later. Um, to get there, you need to dig up the key in Bone Village. Yes. So this is going to be... Um, when you get back, like you have to go get the key. You can go back and revisit some, some of the earlier areas. So when you go back to the church, um, you go when you're back in Midgar, you can see a scene there, but you really want to go to Walmart, and you go to the item shop, uh, the shop labeled item or whatever, um, with Tifa, and preferably sit in your party and examine the vending machine. You'll get the premium heart after scene. Um, then for final heaven, which is her limit break. Um, what you need to do is where to have it right down at. Um, bah, 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 bah. Oh, you go back to Nibelheim. This is going to be after you've completed the whirlwind maze and you have cloud back in your party. Um, you up to her room onto the piano, and then you play the Final Fantasy main theme um, from start to end, and then you'll receive the final heaven. So, not too difficult. Yeah, it's it's only like six or seven notes. It's not incredible. Uh, just look up what the notes are. It's, it's, like, it's like X it's square like triangle. X square R1. triangle R one plus triangle R one plus square X square triangle R one plus X circle X square X. Yeah. And then she'll be like, I have the sheet music for that. And it will explain, um, this little scene is actually really cool because it explains why Nibelheim is not a smoldering pile of ash, essentially, uh, and why she didn't get experimented on by uh, Hojo, like Cloud and Zack did. Essentially, her, her martial arts trainer showed up um, and rescued, pulled her out of there just in time. And then Shinra showed up to Nibelheim and covered the whole thing up, like started paying people to say that it never happened and all that stuff. You get that out of that scene. It's pretty cool. Uh, so that brings us to who next red 13 or Barrett. Uh, whoever you want to do next. I all right. Do uh, we'll do Barrett, I guess his ultimate weapon. I think we discussed it earlier, maybe in the main show, but, um, you, when you are doing the Midgar raid, you got to make sure you have him in your party when you're going to fight shit. 
was it the the proud claw thing or is it hojo? It's hojo it's hojo on the sister ray but you don't actually have to use it because i i actually like seeing the interaction between vincent and uh hojo in that scene so what you can do is a little save at the base of the steps you can phs him into your party go up there grab it run back down to the phs and put whoever you actually like to use back in your party and go back to it you're not stuck using him for the hojo fight if you don't want to exactly um then you can get the catastrophe manual for his limit um, by going back to North Coral after completing the huge material quest there. Um, I think I don't think there's anything special that you got to do. No, you just talk one. to somebody in a in a tent somewhere and they give it to him. Yeah. Next is Red Thirteen. Uh, his ultimate weapon, Limited Moon, you get by returning to Cosmo Canyon in Disc Three. Uh, you go up to um, Bugenhagen's uh, observatory, and there's this little scene where, little sad scene where Bugenhagen's, you know, passing away or whatever. Oh, wow. And gives you the uh, limited moon. Cosmo Memory, you actually get really early on. Uh, the optional Shinra Mansion when you are in Nibelheim, if you open up the um, safe to get Vincent's key and Odin, and you fight the um, Lost Number experiment. Uh, boss fight he drops the item uh for cosmo memory so you get a lot out of that safe so i don't know why you wouldn't do it but that's when you get his um kate seath his um best weapon is in you find it in the midgar raid it's in the locker room in shinra headquarters so you have to choose to go explore shinra headquarters instead of, instead of continuing to climb up to the sister ray um, he only has two tiers of limit breaks, so there's no finding a limit break for him. Oh, that's too bad. It's not like anybody used him anyway. Nope. Well, when, um, when your second limit break can kill your party, why the fuck would you ever do it? Right. The uh, next person, I guess, will go with is Yuffie. Uh, you can get her ultimate weapon and conformer by going to this little optional uh, crashed plane called the Sunken Gelnica. Um, and this actually offers plenty of the most um, or the best treasures in the game here. Like you get Hades Materia, um, you get the Spirit Lance, you can get Double Cut, you get all kinds of crap. Uh, and it's pretty much you just go in there, you explore the place, and you find it in there. And then her final limit is going to be from doing the Pag- Pag- Pagoda, Pagoda, whatever, in the Wutai mm-hmm. thing, which uh, Brent was talking about earlier, where you get Leviathan. So once you fight the final dude in there you get the all creation manual for her, her last limit yes now uh interesting tidbit about yuffie um she's actually extremely powerful in both the uh weapon fights which we'll talk about before long since her final uh her ultimate weapon scales based on the level of the target now if you use her level four limit break doom of the living it actually would do way more damage than All Creation, because All Creation's just a one-hit. Doom of the Living is a 15-hit combo, and with her, if you have her high enough level, you've put a few power sources on her, you've materia-equipped her properly, um, she can easily hit the 9999 on all 15 hits of, uh, of that that limit break. So she is one of the highest damage-dealing uh, characters in the game, potentially. Also, the Sunken Galinka, all the enemies in there can be morphed into, like, source items. So, that's also a useful tidbit of information. Definitely. Um, so, next we got, I guess we'll do Vincent. Sure. So, Vincent, you can get his um, ultimate, or his final limit break, um, by using the Chaos Manual found in either Disc 3 or late on Disc 2 behind a waterfall near a circular lake with Vincent in your party. And I think this is where you actually see... This is, uh, yeah, Lucretia's Cave. Lucretia's you, Cave, You actually yeah. can't do it till Disc 3. If you go before Disc 2, like, you, if you go on Disc 2, you get an interesting scene where you sort of... Um, Hojo says he's the father of Lucretia's child um, because um, you see a cutscene obviously where Vincent and uh, Lucretia are lovers and they have some sort of effort uh, fight and Hojo shows up to comfort her in that cutscene. Um, but it it could be either Hojo or Vincent's kid. Obviously, um, 
Hojo and Gas did the experiments on the kid, and you find out like Lucretia's living like this sad and mortal life because her co- like she's still like infected with the Genova cells that uh that gave Sephiroth his power, making her immortal. But like it's it's really sad, touching scene, and uh, you only really get it from uh, getting Vincent's final thing. But that's where I think that's where you get both his limit break and his final weapon, same place. Yeah, so you just talk to the little object at the back of the cave and you get them both. Yeah. So, which is unfortunate that they couldn't find out like how to split that up and make that interesting. Um, I think the last one is Sid, right? Yep, um, your favorite character. Oh, Sid's awesome. You get Venus Gospel, his ultimate weapon, by talking to the old dude in Rocket Town during this three. You just return with Sid and talk to him a few times, and he talks about you know his life or whatever, and gives you Venus Gospel. Um, and High Wind, you is also on the Sunken Galica plane with um, with UVs. So um, I think that covers everybody's final limit breaks and ultimate weapons. Um. Nick, why don't you tell uh, the fine folks at home some good advice for beating uh, Ruby and Emerald Weapon? Uh, what? Well, first start off, I guess, with what are Ruby and Emerald Weapon? Um, what do they give you for this challenge? And then how would you go about beating them? Okay. Um, so Ruby Weapon is one of the two super bosses, the other obviously being Emerald Weapon. Um, and they are one of the three weapon enemies added to the game. They weren't actually in the Japanese version of the game. Um, so the ruby weapon, we'll go with them first, is the, can be found inside the sand around outside Gold Saucer. Um, so to get it to appear, you have to defeat ultimate weapon and then fight a random battle a- afterwards to kind of reset the map. And it'll, it'll load it up into the game. Um, so you can, either, you can either approach it by using the airship Highwind or a chocobo. And it's kind of a pain in the ass because it can permanently eject uh, party members from the battle. And it's got really high defense, and it can afflict uh, your characters with all kinds of size effects and uses some of the strongest attacks in the game. And when you do manage to beat it, you get a Desert Rose, which you can use. In, I think you go to Calm, uh, then you trade it for a Gold Trocobo. So actually fighting this creature, there's a couple different strategies that people have kind of perfected. Uh, there's one called the One Man Summon Rush, which pretty much just requires Knights of the Round, Hades, W Summon, Mime, and HP Absorb. And you can do it at a pretty low level as long as you have your HP boosted by HP Plus Materia. Um, so what the, the, the strategy is pretty much you equip one character with all of these, um, you link Knights of the Round to HP Absorb, and then the other party members should be killed. When you go into the battle, you should W summon Knights of the Round, then use Hades. Uh, Knights of the Round will do damage, and Hades will inflict paralysis. The HP Absorb linked on Knights of the Round will fully restore your health, and then you can use Mime to attack again indefinitely. Uh, so after the second or third time you're after you've done this, um, the player should wait for Ruby Weapon to begin moving again, so that you can reinflict paralysis. Um, you pretty much just do this until you you win. So nothing what's, too bad. What's the MP strategy on that? How do they keep full mana? Uh, well, you're miming, so it doesn't actually. Oh, that's right. I forget mime doesn't actually. Because a cool thing about mime is you can actually mime your own limit break. Because miming Omni Slash for a second time is pretty rad. Feels it's good. pretty sweet. Um, there's another strategy that uses paralysis as well, but instead of using Hades, it uses an item called Dazers. Um, so first, you, what you want to do is you want to dupe dazers because i think they're pretty difficult to get um i think they're like either a rare drop or rare steal from some creature somewhere okay um pretty much what you do is you you double item um you you'd use double uh w item to dazers on ruby weapon and then use a mega elixir on your party that way you keep everybody fully healed and the other two characters just regularly attack you don't really doesn't require anything special um but just you make sure you have a lot of dazers mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Um, another strategy is to use the all lucky seven status. Um, so what this is is whenever your one of your characters their HP hits seven 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 seven, they kind of go into this berserk mode, and they just every t- they attack really quickly, uh, and every attack they do is seven 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 damage. Um, so what you do is you just trigger that with a character, and they will deliver sixty four blows to a ruby weapon, each dealing seven 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 damage. Uh, and they will do total about half a million, which is about 
a little bit over Ruby Weapons total HP. And then um, all you have to do after that is use Comet 2 with W Magic on Ruby Weapon and its tentacles whenever they sprout up. Uh, you do that a couple times, and then um, you use Comet 2 directly on Ruby Weapon, and then you should win. So uh, the biggest problem with that is actually getting the, the, the HP total perfectly right, because it's kind of a pain in the ass to do. Um, a, another strategy is using the question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark skill. Um, this runs in line similar to the Dazer method because you use Dazers with this skill. Um, you want to make sure that you have your characters equipped with the enemy skill materia that has the skill on it, rhythmic accessories, and either Mistile or Z-Drake armors. Um, it also helps if they have high luck and dexterity. So what you do is you move um, Dazers, Phoenix Down, and Tribute Ether to the top of your item list. And just as a kind of last resort, it's a good idea to have Final Attack linked with either Phoenix or Revive on one of your characters. Um, so what you'll do is uh, you begin the battle with two of your characters dead, one character really low on HP, then Ruby Weapon will plant its tentacles, and you should ignore the tentacles, don't worry about those. Uh, they can't kill your character because they deal gravity-based damage, and that can never kill you. Uh, so what you should do is you throw Dazers at Ruby Weapon, then begin reviving your other characters. Um, you don't want anybody at full HP, but rather keep their HP pretty low for the question mark, question mark, question mark skill to actually be useful. Uh, then you start attacking Ruby, Ruby Weapon with the question mark, question mark, question mark thing. You use Dazers when it's paralyzed, status wears off. Um, and pretty much that's it. The only issue is if you throw out a Dazer too quickly while it's paralyzed, it won't actually affect him, and he will get an attack in and wipe your party. So you just got to make sure your timing's pretty good. Okay. That sounds pretty um, solid. There's also, like, anytime you have somebody with limit breaks that have lots of hits on them, like Omni Slash, High Wind, or Anger Max, just use a Hero Drink on them, and pretty much just going to wipe the floor with the Ruby Weapon. Um, if you have a lot of Jill, you can use um, three Master Throw Materia, or three Master Command Materia, uh, to just throw Gill at them, because it always ignores defenses, and you'll always inflict 99999 damage, if you at least throw... A hundred thousand jill items. So that's yep. about that. All right. Uh, what about the other weapon? Um, Emerald weapon is special because you fight him underwater. So um, if you ever go around in the submarine and you're kind of swimming around, you see this kind of giant green thing. Uh, unless you're prepared to either kick its ass or get your ass kicked, stay away from it. Um, so as soon as it touches you, um, you get into a fight with it and the only way to avoid him is by piloting the sub at its maximum height. Uh, I've also, if I remember correctly, heard reports of like you can be leaving somewhere like Junin, and he'll be spawned right there, and you can't avoid making contact with him, so just be careful with stuff like that. Um, you will only have 20 minutes to actually fight this guy because you're underwater. Uh, unless you have the underwater materia equipped, which you get from the... Uh, guy in Calm once again. Um, to get it, I think you have to trade him. You trade him something. I can't it's remember. Called what a, it is. It's called a guidebook. You get it from Morphing. Uh, it's like a specific enemy on the path to the underwater reactor. Um, so it's like a it's a ship with like a skeleton for a mast and a giant like paddle. Um, you morph that creature into a guidebook and you trade that in with to the Calm Traveler for an underwater materia, which will remove the limit time limit on Emerald Weapon, which isn't entirely necessary because Emerald Weapon, I've always felt, is like a race anyway. And generally, if you take longer than 20 minutes, then you're, you're going to get your face raped anyway. So, Fair enough, fair enough. And when you kill him, he drops Earth Harp, which you can exchange with the Calm Traveler for a, one copy of each Master Magic, Master Command, and Master Summon incredibly useful like if i think it's much more beneficial to beat emerald weapon than ruby weapon definitely because you more than likely will have a gold chocobo by the time you fight them anyway so and if you have if you're like looking to master that knights of the round real quick if you can manage to beat uh emerald weapon with a triple growth like apocalypse on cloud like he he rewards something like fifty thousand ap so if you can manage it you're you're set definitely definitely um so unlike ruby emerald he follows a specific attack pattern so what you can actually do is uh after using a 
random number of emerald shots, which deal a few thousand damage, he will use a physical attack, which hits the party for thousands of damage. Uh, then he'll do emerald shoot and emerald beam, as well as reviving his eyes, which you can uh, target during the battle. Um, so once you kind of get a, a strategy down, like you can predict his moves because they kind of follow one after each other. Um, but a easy way to beat him is to have uh, use the same strategy that you might have on Ruby Weapon with the Knights of the Round, HP Absorb, Counter, Mime, and W Summon. Um, so you can summon just summon Knights of the Round with HP Absorb, restore your HP, mime it, and call it a day. Um, another strategy that requires almost no materia or excessive grinding or preparation is to use Fury. Um, the status, where there, cause there's, there's two alternative statuses. They kind of counteract each other. There's Fury and I think sadness. Sadness, yeah. Um, so you can use a hyper to put yourself in fury status, or a tranquilizer to put yourself in sadness status. And fury status, I believe your limit break charges up much, much more quickly, but you take more damage. Whereas in sadness, you take I think you take about half damage, but your limit break um, charges up half as well. Um, anyway, all you need is pretty much W item, uh, somebody equipped with underwater, and three people. Are all of your characters equipped with HP plus so that they have nine 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 HP? Uh, what you want to do is you want to amass as many elixirs and mega elixirs as possible, easily done by exploding the W item glitch, and then put them on top of your inventory. That way, they're easy to access, along with twelve hero drinks. Uh, because every character should be in fury status and have their level three limits available. Um, because level four takes too long to get to. Um, you'll get a lot of limits frequently, and you'll be able to just kind of put some work in um, without wasting too much time. Because pretty much every time you get hit, you'll get your limit bar at least halfway filled up. So you just mega elixir, everybody restore everybody's HP. Uh, with the hero drinks, you'll be doing a lot of damage, and you'll take it out eventually. So, mm -hmm. uh, but pretty much one, on one strategy that works against ruby weapon will work against emerald weapon, and will work against anything you fight in the game. So. You can also use the Lucky 7 status against him. Um, and always as a last resort, have Final Attack paired with Phoenix um, or Revive. My final... my I, I actually uh, prefer that final method of fighting Emerald with the uh, the Fury and the uh, Hero Drinks. It's one of those... Uh, I basically use Barrett, Yuffie, and Cloud, right? It's because uh, Barrett's... You have Anger Max and his, if you have his ultimate weapon... His uh his ultimate weapon powers up based on AP. So like if you can put, it's way more master uh, HP pluses than you need. But if you just kind of like load him up with those HP pluses, his attack is unreal. And the same goes for Yuffie because you're fighting you know Emerald weapons level is so high. Like she's just you're just you're just doing max you know damage cap for tons of hits. It's absurd. It's 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 amazing to watch because it's so it's kind of like incredibly elegant what's happening right in front of your eyes because you would never think that you'd walk into it with, you know, some, you know, HP pluses and maybe somebody with final attack Phoenix. You know what I'm saying? Like it's really weird. Well, there's also if you want to be if you don't care about grinding forever, uh with Vincent's his ultimate weapon, uh, once you hit the max amount of enemies at the um, game can kind of hold in its memory, which is I think 65k, somewhere around there. Um, the damage overflows and will pretty much instantly kill anything in the game you shoot with it. So you can just walk in with this overflow death penalty and pop a cat and ruby weapon and emerald weapon and they just die instantly. That's amazing. I never, I'd never broken it. I've never broken his the weapon, uh, the mechanic on his weapon like that. Now I have, you know. This is the first time I really experimented uh, with with Yuffies that way, but I've I've done it with a lot of other characters. Like the the mechanics on Final Weapons tend to be pretty cool, especially since I I want to say it's Yuffie. If it's not her final weapon, she has another weapon that doesn't take reduced damage when you use Morph with it. So um, you just take her into like the uh, the sunken plane or whatever, and just mur keep murderizing. Uh, the enemies with her morph skill it, it gets it gets pretty absurd okay so you just stack up on some some uh some sources okay um do you have all right so the only real other piece of advice i have i mean 
Of course, there's the W item glitch. We haven't actually stated how you do it. It's just a glitch in the game. You have W item materia. You go to an item. You use the first one. Go to like select to use the second one. But um, before you select a, tar- uh, a target, you just back out, and you should it returns both to your inventory instead of just the one. So it goes up by one every time. So you can just repeatedly do that. So you have 99 of any item. Um, but the main source of information is like a lot of people seem to forget about uh, like the magic pots in the final crater in the final area. Magic pots are really cool um, because they'll say like give me an elixir and if you use an elixir on them and then defeat them, they give you something like I want to say it's like uh, it's I want to say it's like 800 AP and something like 40,000 experience. Like they give you a ton of experience in AP for an elixir. So if you're if you're down with cheating and duping items and having a fuck ton of elixirs, then you can grind the hell out of uh, magic pots. Um, I didn't use the W item glitch this time, um, simply because I didn't I didn't really feel the need to because I wasn't going to do a lot of that. I got a lot of grinding out early, but uh, that's basically it. I mean, uh, I like to tell people experiment with the. Um, material combos especially later in the game when you've mastered a few and you have multiple copies because nothing's more fun than having like uh mp turbo paired with master magic uh and then having uh like two copies of ultima one with quadra magic and one with like uh added cut and just like (laughs) wrecking face it's great i love it um there's just just stuff like that. I, I always recommend. Do you have any other uh, like tips and stuff for Final Fantasy VII before we close out this bonus episode? Um, well, if you want a broken like material setup, just do something like HP plus and cover that's mastered out, and just stack counterattack. Yeah, that means anytime that. as long as your character is maxing out their attack damage, they will counter twelve times and do like obscene amounts of damage. Mm-hmm. Every time anybody gets hit, because they will always counter. So. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, I mean, uh, there's also, you can put, like, for Cloud, you can put a long-range material on him with cover counterattack and put him in the back row. So, like, the back row reduced damage applies to the cover when he covers for people in the front row. So, it's that's pretty bomb little, neat little trick right there. Um, but uh, my favorite is a lot of the, the weird stuff you can do early game, like like i said the added effect plus plus chocobong nobody thinks to do that but you know early on attacking and doing you know paralyzed is incredibly powerful it's obscene so but i think that'll do it unless you have anything else nick i don't think so all right well uh you know promote the the website do the things leave rating review emails blah 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 <laughs> this isn't a mega show i'm not gonna do the whole thing uh, so fair enough fair enough uh i think that's it uh, this is about as long as a normal show the fucking uh, regular review is a beast so lots yeah. of content for everybody this week if you can't tell we're both extremely tired so we're gonna get out of here um until next time saying goodbye bye everybody <laughs>